Good morning. Good morning. Almost good afternoon. Yeah. Getting a little late start today, but yep. it's all right. It feels good. Right on the cusp of it. You mm-hmm. are uh, listening to Sojourning the Podcast. This is part B. We're on day 161. We're reading through the Bible in a year. No more than 20 minutes a day. Uh, I would say 99% of the time. Every once in a while, some of those get a little bit longer. That's right. Uh, This morning's readings were Proverbs chapter 25 through 27 and also Psalm 6. And uh, so Pastor Keith is here with me. One day we're going to get Mike, you, myself in here. (laughs) <laughs> I believe it. These I'm guys hoping keep ta- they, they keep taking vacations on me. I don't know uh, what to do. Right. I know. Sorry. <laughs> I'm uh, looking forward to seeing Pastor Mike. Uh, me too. It's going to be great. You know what, though? Speaking of vacations, yeah. I think today's episode lends itself to that totally. idea of rest, doesn't it? Amen, hey, look at that. See That's that? right. Because we were talking segue. before. Yeah. yeah. I just came back from a vacation, and it was it was good. And I was sharing, you know, it's interesting. Like, it took me a few days. I was gone for a week, and it took me a few days to actually uh, rest. <laughs> right? You forget how to rest. I think we can all relate to that. And I just, I felt guilty at first. And then when I was trying to rest, it felt forced and I felt lazy. Yeah. Right. And I felt like I had to, to fill up my time with stuff. How many know? days were you away? So officially? we were gone seven. Okay. Yeah. My wife was at a conference. So it takes like four to get, to get to that point I of actually so. being able to rest. The and then another, day. you feel guilty for it. Mm-hmm. So you really get like a day in yeah. between, right? <laughs> And then you come then back. To come back. <laughs> you have to come back. Yeah. And then you have to cut you from the week before. So yeah. then you have like yeah, twice you know, as much work. So you feel bad about even leaving. Stuff doesn't go away. Right? Oh, my you go goodness. away, but the stuff is still there. Oh, but my goodness. Overall, it was good, but it was, um, yeah, it was a learning experience too. You yeah. Know, and slowing down. I think we're going to talk about that today. Yeah, too. absolutely. Getting to slow down because it's not as easy as we think. No, no. We always want that. We, we complain about it. Think about it during our busy week, our busy days. You know, man, I just got to slow down. I can't wait to get some time to rest. And when we do, it's often not as easy. At least that's that was my experience last week. And you know what's yeah. interesting is the pandemic almost forced oh, many yeah. of us absolutely to slow down in many ways. Yeah. And I have seen uh, and felt myself even the pool to immediately jump right back in again. Mm-hmm. And I can't tell you how many people said to me halfway in, you know what? I really needed this. Yeah. You know, Good. there's a major part of that. No, sure. there's also a lot. I think they said we, we've seen uh, more deaths from suicide, unfortunately, yeah. than we have in, a, in other things. So they're yeah. always uh, always different sides of stuff. Yeah, there's but, always that other side because there's definitely, I guarantee, there's people that are struggling to get back into oh, it. Oh, yeah. Some people jump back in probably yep. too quickly, yep. right? And others are having a hard time even getting up and getting started again, yep. getting into it, you know, for various reasons. Yeah. Um, but it all goes to speak kind of to the same principle and the same issue is yeah. that um, if we have regular rest, like the Lord told us to, you know, and to have that Sabbath, like he built into his creation, mm-hmm. uh, whatever that may look like for us, um, then I believe that we, um, you know, we won't have as many issues, as I've, many problems with this. I've been highlighting right? the word soul all mm. throughout these proverb readings because Mm. it just kind of stands out to me sure and uh there's so much i mean that really is the makeup of who we are right it kind of like the encompassing Mm. aspect of that um it's even where i think you and i were talking the the challenge of people not quite understanding the nature of Mm. the work that we do is Mm. is really soul work yeah and the kind of soul Mm. work that really makes a long-term difference um in ministry, at least, you know, I think yeah. we both kind of sympathize where we get these floods of constant, mm-hmm. you know, one thing after the next, after the next. 
Um, and then that guilt that comes over is that idea of like, well, we don't really have much to show for it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's, and it's hard. Of course. You know, a lot of people have different different avenues to kind of receive those things. But it's interesting because in the, in the book of Proverbs or in these, in this collection of Proverbs, which is really what, what, Mm. you know, what has been collected here, especially, you know, the beginning, the Proverbs of Solomon, which the men of Hezekiah, King of Judah copied. Remember Hezekiah Mm -hmm. um, found the word and all these scrolls in the temple. And so he kind of started that work of Mm -hmm. preservation of what he had found that ended up turning at least that, you know, for that short period of time. Of course, yeah. we've got some more kings that came in and <laughs> yeah. just went back into it again. But, yeah, um, good ones. you know, speaking of the soul, there is an aspect that we kind of realize that the overarching theme of Proverbs is the contrast between the wise person and the foolish person. Mm-hmm. Yep. And one of the things that we landed on today, we used uh, kind of that word, uh, there's this idea of self-control within that. Mm-hmm. And so the the wise person is self-controlled and the foolish often be, is the one who is not very self-controlled and is more controlled by external circumstances or mm-hmm. um, or external, you know, things or, or drawings yeah. or maybe even in, yeah. internal as well, right? So yeah. there's this control is an idea of... Well, just that control. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's almost so simple that it, you know, but if we don't really think about it, it is much more complex Sure. in that way. So having self-control requires us to have some kind of stability, mm-hmm. requires us to be able to be steadfast and make good decisions. And yeah. it's kind of a very encompassing phrase, Sure, if you yeah. will. Yeah, and I think a, a good place to start is... Um, understanding who we are, you know, because you talked about having a, um, a you know, a foundation for this. And we, um, we're, I don't think we're going to be successful, too successful in practicing self-control and self-discipline in any area of life. If we don't first understand why we have to, mm. you know, uh, and we have to because we're, we're sinful, right? And because we are, I believe, born with this sin nature. And so it goes against our, carnality our human nature to be self-controlled right mm. we see something we want it uh, we go after it you know because it looks good it tastes good it smells good whatever you know it feels good and that's our natural reaction mm. right um and so we know even as believers um, having been forgiven we still have to daily you know put to death our flesh and jesus says you want to be a disciple then you deny yourself you take up your cross and follow me, right? It's about that self-denial, which mm. goes along with control and discipline. But it's a part of everyday life, right? But with maturity and wisdom, as you were saying, like in Proverbs, compares the, the wise and the foolish, with um, growth in Christ, and which we're going to talk about, and with you know comes um, maturity and with it wisdom, then um, it sh- I think it should get easier, for lack of a better term. We'll never be perfect at it, but we should be more apt to making wise decisions. It mm. should be um, easy, a little easier to be self-controlled. Um, and again, I think it starts with understanding who we are, our identity. Why is it such a difficult thing? Why is it going to be a struggle for the rest of our lives? And then realizing as part of that, the other part of that identity is that we can't do it ourselves, right? right. We need God to help us. Because I think that's a problem we all fall into, especially as believers, we feel like that we can handle these things ourselves, um, and we cannot. Mm. And so that's why we need the Lord's help, right? And yeah. um, 
you know, I don't think we're touching on Psalm 6 today as much, but we see in so many of the Psalms, David and others crying out to the yeah. Lord for help, you yeah. know, because you, you realize you can't do it on your own. You're desperate. Yeah. Um, anyway, I just feel like that's a really good starting point yeah. in saying, here's why we need to practice self-control, and it's going to be a daily um, struggle, and Christ knew that, and he taught that, um, but he gives us, especially through the Holy Spirit, the wherewithal to, to do it, to be successful, yeah. to be victorious in that. Right? I always love that about Christ in the Gospels, is that he is never moved by anything other than the simplicity of him following God. Mm. And God's plan for his life. And so even when the disciples had plans for him, he said, no, mm-hmm. not your yes. plans and not even my plans. Yeah, I will go where right. the father calls me to go, you know, when the father calls when, me the to go there. Too. Yeah. And, um, mm. you know, for me, again, I was just kind of sharing that this all kind of lies back. The, the times that I make foolish decisions are often times when um, I there's no bit of um even rhythm to my life Mm. everything just is like one thing after the next after the next and i very quickly make rash quick decisions because of that you know intensity and i think i i love that you know proverbs 25 16 that we are going to open up with because of that it says have you found honey eat only as much as you need Mm -hmm. lest you be filled with it and vomit and there's that (laughs) idea where it's like in that quickness, right? That, oh, one thing after the next, after the next, we almost, we quickly develop this, oh, this is good, let me get as much as I can. This is good, let me get as much as I can. And we never really take time to sit back and consider and to be able to think about. Sure. Um, and it's not even, I love that this doesn't even deny the nature of honey. Honey, mm-hmm. it consistently says, you know, verse 27, it's not good to eat much honey. Yeah. So to seek one's own glory is not glory. It's not that it's not a good thing to eat honey. It's the much honey. Yes, that's right. And in order to know how much honey is good enough to eat, we have to be able to be in a place of being slow enough mm-hmm. to be able to know yeah. how much is enough. Absolutely. And that, yeah, that's a great word because, um, boy, isn't that something that really um, – makes it so difficult, especially in our world today and the, the lifestyles that we all live is the busyness and that can very easily lead to chaos, you know, yeah. and sometimes it's controlled chaos, but sometimes not. Right. And, and so it's so much more difficult to make those wise decisions when so many things are happening and you're moving at such a rapid pace. Uh, and it's kind of just like, look, you think back when we were kids, right? You think back when you were a kid and you made rash decisions and it was just more of like a childlike thing, right? You, you, you made decisions without thinking, right? You just did mm. uh, for, um, well, for selfish reasons, because it felt good, it looked good, it was fun, whatever, you know? Um, but as we get older, okay, so we hopefully are spending more time, you know, thinking through things and trying to make wise decisions. It's just a part of regular life, but mm. scripture teaches how important that is for us, for our, uh, you talk about soul, right? And just for us in our relationship with the Lord, like how important that is. Because I mean, Proverbs is such a practical collection yeah. of wise sayings, right? It's it's gonna, we follow these these bits of wisdom and it's gonna help us live. It's gonna help us live uh, more fulfilled lives. It's gonna help us live lives of, um, of self-control and 
pleasing, more pleasing to God, mm. right? Obviously, the the ultimate goal in 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 acting wisely. But you know, we think about how we were as kids and how we were uh, how we are as adults. You know, and we just we do mature, but spiritually. We don't just mature because of age, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you can be an older saint and still be immature. Um, and so it takes intentionality. And then you were saying earlier just about how we have to be intentional about slowing down because we it's can a pursuit grow. Pursuit of it, yeah. Yeah, and we can grow. We can even grow too quickly, uh, but then we don't have those roots planted. You know, it's kind of like that from the parable of the sower and the seeds, right? And there was that one seed, I think, in the rocks. The rocky soil it just grew up way too quick, but it didn't have the roots. Which is know. what we, in our culture today, is what we all want. Yeah. Who doesn't want to get rich quick? Yeah, oh, of who, course. Yeah. Who doesn't want? Yeah. To, who doesn't want all of the benefits of being a wise, slow person as yeah. fast as we can possibly yes, of get course. them? You know. <laughs> yeah. And it's so interesting because mm. there's it even like I love mm. the the way that this. The proverb plays on itself. If you found the honey, only eat as much as you need because if you eat more, if you become filled with honey, mm-hmm. you'll vomit it up and you'll lose it all. Yep. And that's almost like that same thing where there's like that that seed grows up into this plant, mm-hmm. but it eventually loses every possible mm-hmm. piece of goodness because yep. plants you ultimately wait for the fruit of the plant. Yep. So it looks like it's going to produce great fruit, mm-hmm. but you lose the whole thing in the end yep. because it so quickly is destroyed. Whereas there's this balance, and then the other end is so true too, isn't it, though? Mm-hmm. Because we may never seek after or find honey at all yeah, and lose the benefits of having the good properties of it. Sure. And so there's this idea of wisdom where it's like this ability to step back and take hold of it where we need it and as much as we need along the way. Mm-hmm. It's it's the same th- – I, I mean, think about all the stuff, Pastor Keith, right? The uh, who who begins a project without first considering the cost? You know, the, the building aspect of it. Sure. The same principles. I mean, all throughout the scriptures, there is this idea. And yet at the same time, we feel guilty for slowing down. Mm-hmm. People look at us as non-productive for slowing down. That's right. And I always find that so interesting in my mind and in my head. I want to be the 75-year-old guy that's available for anyone who's looking for a place of refuge to come and talk to. Yeah. But at the same time, most of my life is so quick that I just hope that one day it's going to it's going to happen overnight. <laughs> but that's a character trait okay. that is built into someone yeah. to be able to be that way. Yeah. You know, and, and I'm 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 kind of longing for that now. It's one of the things that I'm actually fighting for. But I constantly, constantly have to, I find myself, I find explaining myself, not like sometimes to other people, but all the time in my head, it's like, I have to rationalize, well, Pastor Dave, why didn't you do X, Y, and Z today? Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, because I'm, I'm believing that it's more important for me to be with Jesus and his word and to be praying for my congregation not always my natural tendency, which is to go and do for 8 million different people. Mm-hmm. And I see the benefits of that, mm-hmm. but they're not the kind of benefits that are out in the open to be able to point to. I always talk about yeah. building stuff, right? Yeah. That's, that's why, good. That's that's why good I fall though. into that construction. It's easy yeah. to see mm-hmm. on the outside. It sure it is. And yet most of the kind of growth in that good soil 
is first done below the surface, yeah. right? The parable continues on and Jesus yeah. explains the other side of the parable. I think in Mark, he gives the other side of it where he says the person sows and he waits then yeah. for the plant to sprout. He doesn't know how it happens, but he waits for it. And we know that what's really happening is the root systems being developed. Yeah. But on the outside, it doesn't look like anything's going on. Mm-hmm. And that's hard because we find our value yeah. in sure. the fruit and the plant. And what we can see, yeah. Which is crazy. Absolutely. So you talk about sabbatical and taking mm-hmm. a vacation. Yeah. How needful is it, regardless of what our culture says? Yeah. Jesus calls us to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a practice of of the Jewish people forever right it was one of the main first things that was instituted mm-hmm. in the 10 commandments yeah and yet we've kind of explained it away for the sake of productivity yeah and um but it you know it's like it's, and, you know one of the judgments on the people of israel uh when god uh, allowed them to be taken captive um into babylon was yeah. because they did not give their land that sabbatical rest every seven years. Mm. And so God even says, uh, forget the reference where it is, but he, he's basically saying, like, I'm going to give you 70 years in exile. Because you know, of all because of the years all that of you those didn't seven, let the land rest. All those seven you know, you know, cycles of, you know, of years that they should have. But And so it was one of those things. They're like, well, why are we going to give the year rest? We need, we need grain and we need food, and yep. right? And so, uh, but in our day and age, it's even more of a, you know, um, it's more intense. It's a more, you know, microcosm doesn't happen over seven years, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's more intense, you know, in, in, um, in a day, in a moment Yeah. that, um, we don't want to take that time to rest. You know, last week when I was on vacation, it took me those few days to, to learn how to rest because I felt guilty. I felt lazy because <laughs> I felt like I should be doing something. I know. I know. Well, right? you don't really do much as a pastor. Anyway. I know. So well. I we work we really, week. What do we do all day? I know. I work <laughs> I Sunday mornings. <laughs> So, you know, but it was, it was hard. I didn't expect that. I didn't yeah. expect that. But I did, I, I had those, those feelings and I had to learn like it was okay to rest. I need that because yeah. you make such a great point that we have to, um, it's not just for pastors, but this goes for everybody. Like if, if we're, if we want to be a blessing to others, which the Lord says that we should, then um, we have to be, um, we have to have a degree of health you know, healthiness ourselves, right? Mm. And so we have to be healthy ourselves spiritually, physically, emotionally, mentally, to be able to then be a blessing to others. Yeah. You know, we, we so we flew down to, to Florida. My wife had an, a, a conference, and I went along and took vacation. And so you get on the plane, and what do they always do, right? And so the, the steward or the stewardess gives you the goes through the explanation and says, you know, should there be an unfortunate loss of cabin pressure, um, the oxygen mask is going to drop. Right? Don't worry about yourself. Yeah. Make sure everybody else is taken care of. <laughs> no, isn't that what we teach each other? Yes, that's of what course. we teach each other in real life. Well, that's right. But except what they when you're say on a plane is, and, it, right. and it really matters. And they say they go out of their way to say, "Put your mask on first before you help others." And it's yeah. not a selfish thing. Like just you survive. Don't worry about anybody else. It's like how are you going to be a help to anybody, especially those you love sitting next to you. If you're not wearing an oxygen mask, yeah, you know, yep. so you put that on first, yep. and so it's a great principle. Um, And so we do, um, we have to care for ourselves. And I think part of, as this proverb is teaching us about self-discipline and self-control, a big part of that is to slow down because it's so much more difficult, you know, Pastor Dave in life to to be um, self-controlled and self-disciplined because that takes a little bit of time. It takes some thought, some some, uh, pondering, some consideration. 
Which and we those, feel guilty for doing. We do, but those things just take time. I know. You know? I know. And I love that because in, in that in chapter twenty five of Proverbs, the beginning and the end, I think it talks a couple of times about the honey, right? Yeah. And I love it because honey is attractive, it tastes good, it's good for you, it's got a lot of health benefits. Yeah. But if you eat it all up and then it says you vomit it out, yeah. I like what you said, like you get no benefit from it. Yep. You know? Yep. And maybe it tasted good for a moment. Yeah. And then you throw it up, and it's just like you don't get the health benefits, and you don't get the energy it might give you. Yeah, you know. And uh, it's funny when my when my son was a kid, like um, we were at a picnic one time, and he just uh, he was so hot, he was running around and thirsty, and we had some cold watermelon. You know, when he came and you know, cold watermelon is great, right? It's yeah. so good when it's cold and you're hot and thirsty. Mm-hmm. And so, and he was a young kid, and so he started eating, and he just kept eating, 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 until he gorging himself on it, right? Because he was so thirsty and hungry, and it tasted so good, and it was cold. And he kept eating until he threw it all up. And he doesn't want watermelon And to anymore. this day, he does not eat watermelon, <laughs> you know? And it's just one of those things, because he's just got this trigger. He's just yep. like, nope, no watermelon. Yep. But it was just like, you know, in that moment, man, he was a glutton for that. You know, no self-control, no discipline. We've all been there, whatever it is, especially oh, yeah. when you're a kid, you know? You do that, and then all of a sudden, like, he had no benefit from it. Yeah. So he throws up. He's still thirsty, right? Mm. And um, he's still hungry. And it's just like, what What good was that? Yeah. You know? So it's like you threw away all this goodness. And yeah. God has so much goodness for us, you know? But we have to slow down, to I think, to receive it, to appreciate it, and to, a, and, and to um, allow it to um, help us to grow and mature. You yeah. Because, like... Like you were saying in that parable of the sower and the seed, like that maturity doesn't happen overnight. Mm-mm. It takes time. It's, yeah. it's that idea of, you know, slow and steady wins the race. Yeah. But we're not a slow and steady um, society. And we fall right into it. But God's word is so good. It's just, it's how long ago were these Proverbs written? And they're still so applicable today. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know? I uh, I think that I'm learning learning this a little bit. And I actually had a week, I, I had an instance this past week or so um, that was almost a confirmation that I that I'm getting better at it for me, which was a great blessing. But for uh, the longest time in my ministry, I can't tell you the number of times that I've jumped to conclusions um, while either counseling or responding to someone's question or mm. trying to whatever it is because I my so there's so much in my soul that is so overworked that mm. I automatically assume that what I'm going to respond is the right thing to respond. And how many times my wife has said, that's not even the question that I asked you. It's yeah. not even why I'm asking you that question. Why, why do you like, and I would give, I just give answers because it's almost like the best thing to do is to give the answer and move on. Mm-hmm. And, um, as this past week, a pretty crazy significant thing came up and I don't want to use names or whatever it mm-hmm. was, but, um, my natural reaction was, uh, to assume a whole bunch of stuff about this person and the situation. And uh, I, one of the things I'm trying to tell myself is when, when I start, when I start to believe that I have the answer, um, I've been asking for the Lord to kind of give me that check and go, when you think you have the answer, you probably don't have the answer. So don't say anything or respond right away. And so um, a couple of times, instead of responding, I just left it. And because of that, days go by without dealing directly with the issue. I was dealing with it indirectly. I was present to the issue. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but there was a lot that the Lord corrected in my heart and in my thought process mm. that if I would have jumped That's on good. it the way that I did, yeah. I never would have been able to be used by the Lord to help direct this person and to help meet the needs of this person's soul sure. issue that they had mm-hmm. um, had I not given it the time to slow yeah. down, to consider, to consult sure. with the Lord, to be um, observant and to just be that, you know, to be present. Right. There's that idea in, in uh, Exodus that I love. I've developed a, a message that I preach when I, you know, every once in a while when I have different opportunities. And it's the uh, the period of time where Pharaoh uh, has one more plague left. And God tells Moses and the people of Israel that the next day he's going to free them from Egypt. And he says that night to gather gold and silver from their neighbors, the Egyptians, whatever is next to their household, to be able to take with them on the journey. And it's this interesting thing because God says to them, you're in this place of of being slaves. I'm going to free you from being a slave, but there's something in this land where you currently are that you need to take with you. And if they weren't in a place of being able to hear God, Mm -hmm. they never would have been able to have the supplies Mm -hmm. that ended up being what, what helped create the Ark of the Covenant and the candles and all the things that were to create the temple with Mm. came from the supplies that God told them, I'm going to free you tomorrow. But while you're still here, Mm -hmm. Take from you X, Y, and Z from your neighbors so that you have it for the journey. And there's, it's just like that constant, like all this, all the things that we're reading, this, every bit of wisdom, every bit of opposition to foolishness requires to see the full perspective and the big picture. And that there's like a baseline we have to slow down to be able to grow in these things and be able to respond in a way that is wise. It's one thing to find honey. It's another to find honey and knows and know how much we actually need yes. to have. Um, that's right. It says elsewhere, well, just to, that's a great point. And to speak to that in, in Proverbs 25, where we're looking, uh, it says in verse six, do not put yourself forward in the king's presence or stand in the place of the great, for it is better to be told, come up here than to be put lower in the presence of a noble, this idea of like, wait, be patient, wait to be invited, right? So there's this idea of waiting on the Lord. Um, It continues, what your eyes have seen, do not hastily bring into court. So it's controlling, Mm. giving yourself time. Uh, For what will you do in the end when your neighbor puts you to shame? It's kind of like you see something wrong, right away you start complaining. Yeah, you know this. In this example, you bring it to court. Guess what I saw? Like you know, arrest this guy. Arrest this guy. Yeah. Like, don't be so hasty to judge. Yeah. Right. So, oftentimes, what we see, right, um, and what we perceive, right, at first is not reality. It's not the whole picture. The tip of the iceberg. Right? Yeah. And so you have to. This is where the wisdom comes in and the maturity, yeah. where you stop and you think, you take a moment, right. Mm. And you think it through. You have to give that some some consideration yeah. to consider what's going on. It's like when we're we're um, 
uh, well, if we're going to help somebody, you know, and, and, and somebody, you know, um, th- they need help, uh, I don't know, in any kind of situation, especially as pastors, somebody comes to help. And, you know, maybe part of our, our, our you know, human nature is we, we might uh, jump to a conclusion or to judge them. Well, they don't need help. They're just being lazy. Mm-hmm. But if we don't take the time to, to ask them, like, what's the full story? What's going on? Hear their story, right? Get some perspective, then it really, then your heart can come out. Like, mm. yeah, you know, at first I thought they were struggling, you know. Um, but you see so much of what's going on. Um, and there's a great know. difference between laziness and mm-hmm. slowing down. No, absolutely. Well, like I said, I was dealing with that, that on my vacation. Like, oh. like, I felt lazy. And how? why is it so hard, though, yeah, <laughs> like, to get to that, you know? Yeah. We associate not responding quick. I mean, is it a New Jersey thing? Is yeah. it just because we're in New Jersey? <laughs> you know, people say, yeah. they say you go down south and like things are just slower. People are yeah. there. You know, they say that. Maybe and, it's a Jersey thing. I, I don't know. know. And you know, it's Dave, like, uh, it's hard. We've all experienced this. It's hard to become acclimated <laughs> to that. You know, we is. make fun of that. Oh, look at how slow they talk and how slow they act or whatever, you know, because we're just in this go, go, go. Yeah. Right? Mentality. And um, the amount of people that go down and so, come back and they say, I just couldn't. It just was yeah. not, you know, wasn't for me. <laughs> yeah. That's right. So funny. Yeah. No, no, no. I, you know, it's. I good, actually, but, I've experienced hmm. even pastors being brought up down in the south and came here mm-hmm. and had a really hard time in ministry because of the the push and the pull mm-hmm. to do so much, yeah. so much of the time, mm-hmm. you know. So uh, I don't know. It just always reminds me. There's. We have to always be willing to keep our hands open to the Lord in everything, in our mm-hmm. culture, in our, and not just assume that the way that it is is the way it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And so everything else has to follow in line. Yeah. That This slowing down, stepping back and saying, I don't know, is it, Lord? Mm-hmm. What about our culture needs to go? You yeah. know, Maybe there's a part of this that right. isn't healthy, that doesn't glorify you. Mm-hmm. Be willing to, to you know, allow him to work on those things and to develop those things and it's always interesting. I don't know. I don't even know why I'm saying this, but it's one of the things that I deal with in this is that my, my, uh, workaholicism Mm -hmm. is what the Lord used to, um, even, even give me the position that I had in the previous church that I was in. Mm -hmm. So I was, uh, I was, I was rewarded for, Mm -hmm being a workaholic for for constantly solving problems for just going from one thing to the next to the next i was really 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 good at it um but when i came to the point where i realized there was something so unhealthy about that that i just didn't want to be that anymore it was almost like oh i'm not as valuable where is my worth coming from? Then you deal with that worth issue. Like this is so much yeah. <laughs> that it's hard if if you're a busybody, and I think maybe this is kind of the encouragement, right? We're slowing people, we're encouraging people to slow down. A part of the big problem is when we start to slow down, we go, uh-oh, mm-hmm. there's something wrong with me. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't slow down. Yeah. I'm not getting something done. I, you know, it's that mm-hmm. idea of I'm I I believe more that I'm a human doer mm-hmm. than I am a human, human being. Sure, sure. You know? And it's a it's a card concept of sort course. of deal, but Jesus was never hurried. Mm-hmm. He was busy. Mm-hmm. He was busy in ministry, but he was never hurried by anyone or anything. Mm-hmm. Always like always strikes me. I don't know mm-hmm. just because I'm I'm that you know I'm that Peter. Like Jesus, come on, man, we got to get going. We, you don't have time. To, you don't have time to go and 
spend four hours, you know, with the father. Where were you? We got people here that need to be healed. Yeah. And there's always good things. That's the most dangerous thing for me. Now it's not even like I'm choosing between things that don't have much uh, weight to them. Yeah. It's like good stuff. Yes, you yes. know, it's a it's another opportunity somewhere in Christian ministry or it's a, mm-hmm. you know, it's like it's a good thing. But is it the better or the best thing? Is yeah. it the main place, we and never, the main calling? I never have to say no to bad things. I mean, that's easy. That doesn't come up. We're, we're always having to say no or not yet to good things, right? Uh, because if we don't, then we're going to settle for what's good, mm. right? And yeah. not have the the better yeah. that God has for us. Mm. Um, but yeah, we see something good. We see that honey. We'll take it. We'll eat it. But we don't know, you know. And then again, we're not going to get the full benefits of it and enjoy it. Yeah. But man, it is it is difficult. I agree with you. It's difficult to slow down. Um, you know, I was thinking that when we um, when we counsel people, right? I think the most important thing we can do. At the, especially at the very beginning, is listen. Yeah. Right. You listen because yep. it's so easy to want to fix things, right? Especially if you if you you're confident that you you see the problem, you know what you can do, right? And give the wisdom and, and let's move on, let's get the problem fixed. Mm. But you need to listen, read between the lines, you know, see what's really going on. Yeah. And um, but that takes again, that takes some discipline to do that. It takes discipline. Don't we always tell our kids like Hey, think before you speak, right? Right. You're get yourself in trouble. Right. It's like so. The proverbs are saying, just like take a moment, and think. Yeah. And before you go to the courts, and before you go to the take your neighbor to court, it says before you go to the king, just kind of think for a second, you know, before you do it. Don't be so, you know, fools rush in, right? Don't be a fool yeah. rush in. Just give it a moment, like listen, think, contemplate. Yeah. You know, every situation calls for more or less time, but. But it's such a wise thing to do, and it's it's going to really keep us out of so much trouble and be so much healthier for us, right? Mm-hmm. And and continue to to not only draw us closer to the Lord, but then we'll be a um a, a more of a blessing to other people yeah. when we do that, right? We take that time to um to stop, to slow down, to listen, to reflect. Speaking of that, other people, so we're hard, you know we're sharing just naturally because of our position as pastors, yep. but. That principle has been a game changer for me in my marriage, mm. being able to oh, slow man, down yes. and listen and be with my wife. Absolutely. I understand my kids so much more, and I see their response when I have time to listen mm. and mm. you know, let them talk and ask them questions and engage them. You know, And when I don't, there's a disconnect in our relationship. Yeah. You know, It's like yeah. I, I rely much more heavily on the quick discipline, just – Listen to what I'm saying because I'm saying it and you have to trust me. I'm your father. God's placed me in, you know, the I'm, I'm the authority in your life. You do it. And if you don't like it, you're going to your room. And if you don't <laughs> want to go to your room, you're, you know, yeah, honey yeah. spank. Yeah. And, and I find I have to do that a whole lot less mm-hmm. when I have time to sit and go, hey, bud, mm-hmm. wh- what's going on, man? Why, right. are you, why are you acting this way with your sister? Good example. And a lot of times my 60-year-old son will go, I had a really hard day, Dad. I had, you know, blah 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 blah. And then it's a instead of a oh, don't do that, go and be. It's a well, you know, let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. But those things never never make it okay for you to then respond inappropriately, right? So I'm able to engage differently, and so I think that's what I wanted to leave. You know, people, this is very unique to us. We mm-hmm. wrestle with this, I think, on a different level, just in ministry. Mm-hmm. But it's the kind of thing that I that if anyone is able to partake of the blessing 
of learning to be able to slow down sure. um, and to be used in very different ways. It doesn't even have to be counseling, just a relationship thing. Yes, agreed. You know? Agreed. Absolutely. I mean, even think about think about the time. I always think about the, this is a personal thing for you and I, right? Mm-hmm. Before the pandemic, when we were kind of stripped of our time away, mm-hmm. the most fruitful times in our relationship and getting to know each other were the times that we had two, three hours in between mm-hmm. where we just grabbed coffee and we sat. Yeah. Right. And we talked, mm-hmm. you know? Yes. I mean, think about the things that came up and the ability yeah. of time that they do. And the weeks that went by where we didn't have a lot of time and we were set, set to our hour, you know, here and there, and we had to get up and go, it it happened, mm-hmm. but it's that much more difficult. Of course. And we're able to, it's you know? Again. Yeah. So even in that way, mm-hmm. the, the times that we've experienced the blessing of even just this slowing down and the wisdom that comes from it and the depth and the blessing that God has from Honey is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Too much of it or none of it at all. Mm-hmm. You miss out or you end up losing it all. Mm-hmm. You know? That's right. Kind of And crazy. you know, then we relate it ultimately to our, our relationship with the Father. Yeah. And he, you know, it's it's not a quick fix. It's not reading a couple verses. It's not a quick prayer. And and sometimes we have to do those things. But yep. how are we going to get to know him if we don't spend time with him? And it's time, man. It's time. It's that quality. And that time, time right? is what we'll never get back. Yeah, that's right. Because yeah. time just keeps ticking away, right? Yep. And um, that's what the Father wants. He yeah. wants that time. He wants that quality time. But look, that's how we get to know him. Just like like you said, in a marriage, just like any kind of relationship, when we start to get to know each other, you need to put the time into it. Yep. You know, the time, especially when we talk about a relationship with the Lord, like we need to have time to listen, mm. right? Time to listen to him. We read his word, we, you know, we think it through, we meditate on it, you know. Um, there's no quick fix there. It yeah. takes it takes the self discipline, the control, it takes time. Yeah. You know, and it takes um commitment. And mm. those things are difficult. And I get it. I mean, it goes against our our, our sinful nature and even everything. It goes against our culture, world, against everything. the world. I mean, it goes against everything. That's true, right. So that's why it's a daily struggle. That's yeah. why it's so hard, Pastor yeah. Dave. And we all experience that. People come to yeah. us all the time. Why is it so hard? Why is it so hard? Yeah, because in a way, you're fighting that uphill battle, but the fight is worth it, you yeah. know, it's because especially when we're talking about with the Lord, like, we, we have to spend that time or else we're not going to get to know him. Yeah. How are we going to know his heart? Yeah. You know, um, I've heard it said, it's just like we say we love God, but do we love what God loves? Yep. You know, and yep. what is it that about God that we love? You yeah. know, and the more that we learn about him and he's revealed himself to us in his word, yeah. We get to know his heart. Yep. You know, we get to know his heart. You can know about God, but do you know God? Mm. You know, and the only way, there's no way around it. There, again, there's no quick fix. There's you know, there's there's no circumventing it. You gotta spend the time. Yeah. And um Look, it's it's and it's it shouldn't be we got to, it's just like we get to, right? Yeah. It should be that idea, that privilege, yeah. because it's born out of love. Yeah. Um and I think everybody can relate at, from. at yeah, our core, we course. ultimately want this, right? Nobody's gonna right. nobody's gonna look at the wisdom in Proverbs and go, I oh yeah, God, I, mean, I don't want any of that. I don't yeah. want that, you know? Right, of course we do, yeah. It's and it but it's almost like in order to even get there, we have to turn towards wisdom and pursue wisdom. Mm-hmm. And in that pursuit, there's that core, mm-hmm. that core of, you know, what mm-hmm. is that we're, that we're desiring and wanting? Yeah. And I know it's at the, uh, uh, you've gone through this with, um, with your church and your listeners, but at the beginning of um, 
of Proverbs, right? In the whole book, right? When it kind of gives us the idea of why it's being written and, and, uh, and all that, you know, doesn't it teach us that it's, um, you know, that it's for wisdom, right? And it's, it's like, Hey, you know, listen, um, yeah, I'm Heed not my words, it out because my internet's off, but yeah, if you read that, it's kind of like he's talking to his son, right? And it's this idea of a father passing on, you know, wisdom and wise counsel to his son. And it's kind of like, listen, yep, you know, it, before you can do what I'm telling you to do, you got to listen. Yep. Right. You got to listen. How many times with our kids, you know, you're talking to your kids, and you know, they're not listening, you know, <laughs> and you're talking and, and what do you always say? It's like, I'm talking to a brick wall, yep. you know, right? That's what my mom would always yeah. say. I'm talking to a wall, you know? And and so you're standing there and you're looking, you know, but you're not listening, Yeah. but, but you got to listen or else like another, my mom always say it goes in one ear and out the other. Right. Mm-hmm. And so there's this whole idea. It takes time. Yeah. And it takes effort just to listen. Yeah. And that's a part of practicing self-control and self-discipline. We have to listen to each other. But these things take time. Yeah. And there's no way around it. And yeah. and it's, you know, there's people are going to get disappointed. Jesus disappointed people all the time. Mm-hmm. People are going to be blessed. People bless people yeah. all the time. You know, Jesus blessed that's people right. all the time. And I think that's what's so hard. We want, we want to have our cake and eat it too. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to be able to do everything that comes in front of us to the best of our ability and capability and yet at the same time it's just not we're just limited like we are we have limits we just we don't have the we don't have enough time to be able to do that and it's hard because then when you start talking about this you really have to make some decisions you know i showed the analogy of my i preach for two hours on sunday really my oh, wife man. was in the children's ministry. <laughs> That's the word. I got you did that so to your much wife. trouble. I'm sure I you got did. So much trouble. I can't believe man. she didn't come up at you know after an hour. I have I have never done. I don't know what <laughs> happened. I shared this example of of um you know macchiato that I've gotten. It's just like my drink mm-hmm. that I get at, at Dunkin' Donuts every once in a while, and they <laughs> frequently don't make it right. And so I asked for it to be filled up with more coffee because yeah. the, I watched the girl only put one espresso shot in it and so i said C- you mind putting you know the, the full two in it and they were new you know obviously everybody was new and so um hmm. so she turned to the lady to the one of the girls that i responded to turned to the one that made the drink and said Did you put two in it she said i don't think so i think i only put one and so she took the cup back she poured the top of it out which was all of the original first espresso yeah. and put one more in it <laughs> but the but the analogy is like we only have so much room yeah that's right you know yeah, that's good yeah. and so in order to have fixed that problem mm-hmm. more milk had to be gotten rid of not mm-hmm. more of the coffee if mm-hmm. i wanted more coffee i need i need to get rid of some milk to yes. be able to put more coffee in mm-hmm. and so there's this there's this idea where if we want to be what Proverbs says is available when we mm-hmm. seek after wisdom. We want to be a wise person. Mm-hmm. We have to get rid of some other things in our life. We're going to have mm-hmm. to say no to much more in order to to truly be able to say yes to the things mm-hmm. in a deeper, real way because we only have so much room. Yeah, but what do we wind up doing? We just say yes. We yeah, don't we, say no. Yeah. We'll just keep saying yes to things. Yep, yep. And then we say, my cup overfloweth, yeah, and it's right. not really. We no. overfloweth with a whole bunch of unhealthy yeah, irrational responses, and <laughs> you know, yep. it's not like overflowing with the with the living water. We're overflowing, yeah. you know, the junk in our soul. I might have shared this last time, but this has stuck with me. My daughter, um, God bless her, she said she was just like the other day. She said, "Dad, like I just don't have the bandwidth to yeah. do more." And she described what she was what was going on with her, like like she had all these tabs open. 
and it was buffering. It was like, I can't open another tab. <laughs> I got to close some things. Yeah, I can't open another tab. Because yeah. what do we do, man? You look at my computer, my laptop, I got like a million tabs open. I don't want to get rid of them for whatever reason. You know, and then every time, like, I my computer dies, you know, because it's not charged, it comes up, do you want to restore pages? Yeah, restore them. Like, bring them all up, right? But no, it's because so what happens is it slows life. you down. It slows you down. So it weighs true. you down. But yeah, you got to get rid of some of those tabs. So true. Of Before our you life. can open up some other tabs to explore new things, you got to close some, or else you lose the bandwidth, and you're just going to be buffering, and that's no good. You know what's crazy? Yeah. There's a you know the the scientists of the world right now are working on technology to be able to give us more bandwidth. That's what we need, right? Right. Well, and and so it like on the outset, it's like, oh, this is a wonderful technological sure, sure. advancement. I hope people don't think that as believers. But anyway, yeah. you know, it, it, in this way, the reality is we need an upgrade to our soul then mm-hmm. because like God made us this way. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like putting a Ferrari engine in, in my 2004 truck. Mm. Eventually the bearings on the wheels aren't going to be able to handle all the horsepower that's going to yeah. come from this new engine yeah, because, exactly. you, you know, that everything needs to be made new mm-hmm. not just the part that we think is going to be you know able to able to make things better but i love that computer yeah. analogy because we yeah. all do that don't yeah. we yes we do and we hate it when our phones slow down yeah. oh mercy but how much how much of our lives do we operate on that like yeah we do half-hearted eight million boxes open mm-hmm. man that was a, that's a good analogy yes. i like that yeah you haven't shared that before okay well i'm, I'm glad i did so i'm <laughs> gonna use it on Sunday, use it man. go for it yep. yeah church god bless you we want to encourage you slow yeah, down a little listening. bit Thanks Not for taking this time laziness. to listen. Yeah, you're right. Exactly. I needed the time. Yeah. Yep. 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 Um, so hope that you are blessed by it. We mm. hope that you're blessed by the word. Amen. I want to continue to remind you, just because we're doing this in a year, um, you don't even ha- you don't even have the ability and the capacity to meditate on even a whole day's worth of our reading. So pick one thing that the Lord grabs a hold of your heart, and that meditation. You know, on the word of God, the law of God even requires you. You can't meditate on 8 million things. You have to pick a few mm. to be able to mm. truly consider uh, to get all that is there to dig deep roots so that when yes, that plant yes. does grow up, it's able to withstand the fruit that comes afterwards. Mm. So mm. Um, God word. bless you all. Amen. We love you. Thank you for joining us. Mm. Pastor Thank Keith. You. Amen. We yeah. Listen, no more vacations. No more. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Pastor Mike's okay. got to get here next yes, week. Yes, come gonna on, be Pastor here. Mike. <laughs> we'll Looking forward to it. Join us then. Yeah, it'll be great. We'll see y'all.